2: April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at MattStewartComedy.com.
0: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbecasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicki, and I'm here as always. Well, actually not as always. She wasn't here last week, but it's Jess Perkins. And as always, he's on every episode, Matt Stewart.
0: And he holds that over us, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> We're talking about how this is episode 99. The 99. 100th, uh, 100th live show is coming up. But
0: for us, it's actually not
1: 100. Matt, it is.
2: Yeah, I'm the only one who can uh, genuinely enjoy the 100th. Um, what are you up to, Jess? What thirty <laughs> six? <laughs> it's good to see you again for the first time in months. Was <laughs> it? It feels like Dave. I've I've been here. I took t- a two
1: week sabbatical.
2: I, he took t- one. I took t- two. I think
0: yeah, I think I've missed the most. I'm sorry about that.
2: Have you? I reckon you've both missed two.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's right. Yeah, you're right. Actually. Oh, yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the times I've been away, but we were we still released episodes. <laughs> I forgot that.
2: You did. You buddy did.
0: I'm a bit of a goose. Um, yeah, thanks for getting Meso in to keep my seat warm. It
2: was real good. He was great with the Mothman, that big old pile of
1: dust they call the Mothman.
0: He is great, that Nick Mason.
1: And we would like to apologise to the good people of the United States of America who apparently take Mothman more seriously than we did on the episode <laughs> last week.
2: Really sorry about that, America. Um, sorry, God bless, America. God bless you all. Um, and I also I found one of the names <laughs> that I forgot to thank. A man named Dam Wags, he was actually a guy at the Sydney live show who put Mothman in, my, in the front of my mind. And then I entirely forgot to thank him when the Mothman incident, because there was a Mothman incident where they took the Mothman, um, you know, like it, it appeared, it cryptoided um, into the hat and it took out the names that said Mothman on it.
0: Right. Okay.
2: You do, you haven't listened to the episode, so none of that makes sense, because <laughs> it does otherwise.
0: Why would, why would so just, I listen if I'm not on it?
2: That's a very good point.
0: I only listen to this <laughs> podcast to listen to these sweet, sweet tones. Oh, these, yeah. ones. <laughs> these ones. These ones. <laughs> these ones. No, these ones. <laughs> got her. No, these ones.
1: Oh. Well, I've got the golden tonsils.
0: Those ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to laugh out of Matt. That's, that's always impressive. That's funny stuff. Thank you.
2: Dave made me laugh once last week as well. Once? <laughs> you guys are on a hot streak.
0: <laughs> wow, we've made him laugh twice I'm, in a month. only took us 98 and 99 episodes. No,
2: I laugh occasionally. I laugh occasionally.
0: There's some life left in you, isn't there?
2: <laughs> yeah, and this old sack of bones. It's not that, I was going to say sack of shit, and then remembered the phrase as bag of bones, but I'd already anyway, you don't need to know everything about it. This old bag of bones. All right, cut that in.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, we are very excited that this weekend, Saturday afternoon, we're doing our 100th live... Well, our first... <laughs> we are doing our 100th episode live at the European Beer Cafe here in Melbourne. We have sold out the the show already, which is really exciting, but just don't, don't forget to come. I love...
2: Yeah cafes. I love beer and I love euros, the currency. So
1: this is really good.
0: European Beer Cafe, yeah. got it. Okay. And, yeah, they will
1: make you pay in euros, so...
0: Which is weird, but, you know. And another thing that we'll have uh, that we didn't announce before the Sydney show, but we'll we'll pre-warn people for the Melbourne show, is that we have t-shirts. We have t-shirts that you can, you can purchase. And wristies. We do have wristies and we'll give them away.
2: Yeah, we give away wristies with the t-shirts. Yeah, if
1: you buy a t-shirt, you get one wristy. Yeah.
2: Um, you don't have to take it now, and you don't get to choose who gives it to you. It's just whoever's manning the stall at the time. Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> so yeah, just that's just a little note for anyone coming to Melbourne. It's going to be really fun. And another little
2: note: by wristy, we mean wristband.
0: Yeah, probably good to clarify. <laughs> we it. we, should just we say have that. to go on wristbands. And Apparently, they say,
2: wristy doesn't mean wristy outside of Australia. Anyway, so no one's getting the sick joke. <laughs> it's
0: like a hand job. You get it? Like a wristy? Like oh, a hand job? Oh, wow, I was confused. Yeah. Like an upward motion on a on a willy, up? Only up. Only <laughs> you up. keep going up, up. Going? forever.
1: It's
2: like forever. an opposite of milk and a cow.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: I, I just meant it. it's so long that Jess goes up forever.
2: Wow. That is a big old willy.
1: <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a roosty
0: for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a roosty.
2: So, that's wristies.
1: um. Next topic. Uh, Speaking of next topic, it is Jess Perkins' report to... uh... (laughs) I'm not not having a good mouth today. It is, uh, speaking of topics, it is uh, Jess Perkins' turn to report on a topic...
0: Sure is, buddy. Sure. With, with is. no
2: offense to Meso at all. Mm-hmm. At the fifth Beatle of our podcast. It is so good to have you back, Jess Perkins.
0: Aww.
1: It's great to see your shining face. I
0: was really not expecting that when you started talking. I was going to be like, I know, he's better than me. We all wish I was dead. I know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I not expect- Love Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, was not, I was not expecting that, and I'm, uh, I'm getting a little choked up now. <laughs> It's good to be back. I missed you boys. Um,
1: we missed you too.
0: But, you know what? I, I mean, I was up in Sydney. I was up in Sydney and do you know the, you're up in, in. I was up in Sydney, Sheinberg. Do you know what's nice about Sydney? Is weather. It, the yes. beautiful harbour. Not the fucking weather. The weather. You leave the house and the sun is out. And then you, the middle of the day, I, the sun's I, still out. End of the day. Well, it goes away, but it's been up the whole time. Yeah, the sun shines all It doesn't sun, it rain, all then it sunny, then it s- rains and it's, and it's fucking snowing. Melbourne, I fucking love Melbourne so much, but the weather sucks balls. And not in a fun way.
1: <laughs> wow, and not in an upwards motion.
0: Not in an upwards motion. Anyway, so yeah, I was enjoying the Sydney weather. Um,
2: Sydney's yeah, they do weather real, real good. Really I had real a bloody good. great time in Sydney. And I'm looking forward to going back there.
0: Yeah, it's a great place. Great place. Maybe anyway. in
2: November. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Sizzle. <laughs> Anyone uh, working at the Sydney airport, maybe you might see me <laughs> through them bloody uh, aisles there.
0: And, and Dave got to witness firsthand that I always get picked for the random bomb test. Oh,
1: okay. Well, random.
2: Go
0: explosives test. Oh,
1: random, random bomb test. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs>
0: always bomb test
2: <laughs>
1: Has anyone made bumhouse.com yet? Yeah? <laughs> uh, so, no, we, Jess, I did witness it firsthand. You said going, we're going into the security section of the airport to go through to the terminal and, well, through to the gate. And Jess says to me, I always get checked. But people always say they get checked. Mm. We went through. She got checked. You look so innocent that you must be guilty. Yeah, that must be
0: no,
2: it. I reckon people just wanted to talk to you. Just an excuse to have a chat.
0: Oh, that's nice. I don't really chat to them much. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they've fucking di- they uh you know serves them right.
0: I'm off the clock,
2: mate. If you need a chat, don't go to someone like Bob.
0: No. Jess, Jess just goes this again. I am
1: end off, of convo
0: off the podcast. I am very cold. <laughs> I will not talk J- to jelly.
1: people. Very chilly. In fact,
0: on the podcast, oh, I see mm, mm. colder than Melbourne. <laughs> That's, yeah, fucking water. Anyway, it is my turn to report, and I have um.
2: Well, actually, last week was your turn to report. Yep. Um, okay. this um. is.
0: <laughs> you are laying it on thick.
2: Look, um the Mothman report suffered. Um <laughs> it was brought forward a week and it... I'm looking to offload any blame <laughs> of it not being the best episode on it. and it was the best episode. So that's a weird that's all this is all redundant.
0: So you're blaming me.
1: But it would have been for even your
0: success. It would have been
2: even more the best episode. Exactly. If, if I had an extra week.
0: You Generally do the reports the day of. So, I don't know what the extra week would have done.
2: Well, I would have I been more relaxed leading into it. <laughs> I would have had <been> a week <laughs> off. And then I would have been really bloody fresh. And I would have really attacked it with vigour. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been doing it in a weird motel oh, weird. by myself in a Melbourne suburb. Well, you've got to listen to the episode because we explain. Anyway. Um,
0: Why? I'll listen to the episode. Anyway. Okay. Don't
2: expect me to just to talk to you about my life.
0: God, no. I've...
2: I got a divorce. Oh, I got married um, since we last spoke, and I also got divorced, and that's why I'm now living in a seedy motel. Thank
0: okay. You a lot's all... happened. Are you all right?
2: No. My life's falling apart.
0: Okay. Um... So's
1: your wife.
2: God, don't bring her up again.
0: You can come stay with me if you need, or... I'd no, rather
2: than the motel. Nah. Yeah, the motel's fine. Do you
0: have Dave...
1: ca- cable television?
0: Dave has a spare room, don't you, Dave?
1: Uh... No.
0: He does. I'm sure he does. I do.
1: Dave,
2: that's great. Verse. Oh, that's so good. Dave, I'm moving in. <laughs> oh, oh, we
0: Christ. can be
2: the original odd couple.
0: Sitcom.
1: <laughs> My girlfriend will love it.
0: They podcast together. They live together. Yes,
1: let's pitch this. <laughs> they shower together. It's the strangest part of their day.
0: <laughs> Why do they do it? They both hate it.
1: Saving water. <laughs>
0: Stop making me do it, Matt. I want to wash alone.
1: Rub my back <laughs> That's you to me <laughs> Beauty and the boy
0: C- Coming to Channel 9 This spring Ooh
1: This The suburb I mean Fuck
0: <laughs> The season that we're in You mean? The season that we're in We're about to be in It's not bloody spring And bloody Melbourne toil you that You bloody It boys. is springtime. It's not It's fucking cold Anyway
1: Spring has sprung
0: It's been ten minutes Let's get into the report I'm very sorry Okay I've dipped into the golden hat this week, boys. No. It's a golden hat from Stuart Alcock. Thank you very much, Stuart. It's very exciting. And I will ask you this question, boys, which I've written. I've written the question. Wow. That's That's
1: respect for you, Stu.
0: It's at the top of my page and it's highlighted in bold because I'm a professional. My question is what is the highest military honour a person can receive?
1: Oh, I know this oh one. Brigadier Major yes. <laughs> It's
2: gotta be the Brigadier
1: Brigadier
0: Is, Is that,
2: it? That... It's a it's a firm pat on the back
0: Yeah, they give you a firm Bl- pat
2: Bloody job well done Which army are we talking If we're talking about the English army, I reckon it's an, a little nod It's just like a, a knowing wink mm. I think that's about as good as You gets... did your job yeah. <laughs> yeah The knowledge in yourself that you did you... For an, In the Aussie army, it's a bloody cold tinny of beer <laughs> And then in the American army, it's a bloody, you know, they're like those big cannons, they shoot them over your head and yeah. there's like a million people standing around watching and everyone says, God bless you, sir. Uh-huh.
1: And then they play
0: any way
1: you <laughs> want it. That's the way you need it. Any way you want
0: it.
1: Sir, yes, sir.
0: Yeah, that's that's you, you're correct. That's so what my I report have? is on.
2: 12
1: gunshot salute.
2: If it's uh, in the North Korean army, your name is Kim Jong-un.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the highest one.
1: Or Kim Il-sun. Mm-hmm. The father, mm. founding father. Founding father. Okay. Any is other, he's any one other who found
0: country's military honours you can think of?
2: I'm going through all the big ones. I've included us New Zealand. It means you get to use a gun for a week.
0: Oh whole week. You yeah.
1: get to use the country's the gun. gun. Yeah. I said a gun, I we've, meant the gun.
2: We've got one.
0: You get to use the gun.
2: Very peaceful nation. The gun actually shoots love. What? It's a love you gun. get to
1: use the love gun.
0: Oh, and you just stroke up. Oh,
2: forever up. Canada's similar. Mm-hmm. Um, You get to use their love gun on a moose.
0: <laughs> Why?
2: I have... know, they're already on a moose.
0: Why haven't they?
2: Your moose gets to ride a moose.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's living
2: <laughs> with the love gun.
0: Why? Pew <laughs> pew. <they done> <laughs> with the love gun to cure war, cure. Yeah. To end war. War, war is a disease. disease.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. We need a cure now. Hmm. Robert
2: I? Smith again. That's two weeks in a row. We've, we've done Robert Smith. Love references. cats. <laughs> <laughs> guns Street <should> love cats.
1: Meow. <laughs> 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 and they wear eyeliner. <laughs> <He's laughs> Mao. <meow. laughs>
2: Chairman, Mao. <meow. laughs> what was the question again? Have we got it
1: yet? No. Sure, it's got to be...
0: Do you love cat again?
1: <laughs> Mao. <meow. laughs> like... we got to get a gif of that face. <laughs> He's winking. I like, imagine it would be
0: smoke. real gross <laughs> to
1: look at. <laughs> so gross. Oh. I fucking love it. Wow, we've had the opposite reactions. Yeah. I've fallen in love with that look.
0: Uh, was that your love knows. gun?
1: Yeah, that was my love cat <laughs> it gun. It worked. Uh, He's not firing black.
0: It's, <laughs> 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 it's when he winks. It's so creepy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, good. Yeah, I mad. I would not want to be looking at that. That's a powerful gun.
1: It's a powerful gun. Use it yeah. wisely. <laughs> But if we were to get back on to the highest topic... Highest military honour. Have you, we got it? You, is you is you the love correct answer amongst cat, love gun. It's got to be. Matt, I think you know this base. as well. Do you know this? Uh, uh,
2: the ones, the two that are coming to my head are Purple Heart, which I can't remember what that I think that's a bravery thing, and Victorian Cross.
1: Victoria Cross is the top one in the UK.
0: And Victoria Cross is correct. Yay! So, Victoria Cross is the highest award of the United Kingdom Ca- honours uh, The United, Kingdom the United Cat. Dom. United
1: Cat. And uh, that's the one that Victoria crossed, and it's originally made out of a, 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 that cannon. Mm, mm.
0: Ah. It's, yes. From
2: Star Wars film cannon. Yeah, it's wow. A,
1: yeah. The official stuff. They crush it up and then they make a cross. It's
0: me crushing it. It's giving it a crush. It's all good. It's it go. <laughs> little,
1: little pestle and mortar. <laughs> 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 yeah. Is it cannon, cannon taken from Russia from like the. Charge of the Light Brigade or something like that. Something
0: like that. Yes. Jeez, you
1: got knowledge. You got knowledge dripping out your bloody ears, mate.
0: Do you know what the VC is awarded for?
1: Oh, uh, it's it's usually you've got usually have to die to get it.
2: That's I'm going to say above and beyond bravery.
0: Basically, so it's awarded for gallantry in the face gallantry. of the enemy.
1: I think most people that get it die. Is
2: gallantry no. the one where you open a no, door for
1: a lady? They, well, the majority of people that get it have here, died here doing go, it.
0: Every single person who's been awarded the VC has or will die. God, because you, we you, all die. You've got knowledge dripping out your Spoiler ears. we alert. Yeah, we all die, Maddie. You hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well,
1: let him get the cross first.
0: So, um, yeah, so it's gallantry in the, in the face of the enemy. So it used to be... Peter they would get right up in their grill. They added it in the face of the enemy. So it's not like you're miles away from the action, but you've been very brave. Like, this guy has sent, not cried at all today.
2: I sent a real strongly worded email to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I don't care uh, if you ostracize me from our social group, because um, I know you and my wife are very tight. <laughs> I don't even care what <laughs> happens. Hitler, stop it Send No
1: Send, Thank you
0: All my love <laughs> Matt
1: No Oh no, that was my email signature <laughs> yeah. I should have changed it Oh no,
2: I replied all <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, the whole Nazi army got it stop
2: Gobbies it. and everyone
1: Now they've got Hitler's email God, he'll be upset by it that He is going to be real pissed <laughs> oh,
0: Stop it I like the gesturing you were doing there too Stop it <laughs> Firm index finger. Stop it. Ah did all of that. Ah. Um so anyway.
2: this is is about the Victoria Cross.
0: It is about the Victoria Cross, it's about a very specific Victoria Cross winner. Uh or recipient, maybe I should say.
1: No winner. They won. They won. I fucking
0: got it!
1: Anyway you <laughs> won. <want, laughs> <if> that's the <laughs> way it <laughs> <need>. anywhere you <laughs> won. Brown and not Victoria Cross.
0: Um but, play I wanted... that at the ceremony. <laughs> but I want to talk about the Victoria Cross uh, a little bit in general first, because uh, some people may not know all that much about it. So it's kind of nice to know what it is and why it's awarded to people so that you can get an idea. Oh, of... do
1: you know the actual facts about that canon thing? Sorry, I shouldn't have, should have, um, should have
0: guessed. I read it, but I did not put it in my report. And now I'm regretting that. It is made from a canon thing. Do you, you feel the need to look it up, don't you, Dave? No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Look it up while I do this part, okay?
1: Perfect. Okay,
0: great. Um, so the Victoria Cross, it was previously awarded to Commonwealth countries, most of which have established their own honour systems now and no longer sort of acknowledge the British honour. But like Australia, for example, has still has the Victorian Cross, but it's for Australia. Um. It may be awarded to a person of any military rank in any service and to civilians under military command, although no civilian has received the award since 1879. So it is now mostly just um, people serving in the military. Um, The VC was introduced on the 29th of January in 1856 by Queen Victoria to honour acts of valour during the Crimean War. Um, Since then, the medal has been awarded to 1,358 times um, to one thousand three hundred and fifty-five individual recipients. So a few people have received it twice. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. That is
1: crazy. Because mm-hmm. it's How so. How is that?
2: Oh, because it's only for it's for one act. So one
1: act. You wow. can't get it twice.
2: So can you get it like in the same battle, or is it more likely to have happened across different different times? Times. It's not like when you get two speeding fines going down the same highway.
0: It's not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt, you've got to, you've got to take <laughs> victories wherever that you see them. I won two speeding fines. They said it couldn't be done. But I did it. I did 200 kilometres an hour in a school zone. <laughs> I killed four kids. Well, so they fined me twice.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. And for
1: every second child, they gave me a fine. <laughs>
0: And funnily enough um since the, not funnily enough but just interestingly since the second world war only 15 medals have been awarded 11 to members of the British army and four to the Australian army so since the second world war only 15 so that's not that many in quite a long period of time
2: Yeah I guess there hasn't been no there's been some pretty big wars in that some time there's been pretty big
0: yeah. wars hmm. uh, um but uh, you know we're just a bunch of pussies now <laughs>
2: <laughs> Or maybe they are just maybe they get <laughs>
0: <laughs> they
2: don't make them like they used to. Yeah, well, that's what they're
0: saying. Bloody millennials. Boys made them a new bravery. I tell you that for free. <laughs> this is, these people are incredible. No, they definitely yeah, do. Yeah, no, good they them. definitely did. No. Beginning... Oh, have you found it, Dave?
1: Ah, uh, So, the story is that it, the original medal for the original crosses comes from a Russian cannon captured at the Siege of Sevastopol, which is part of the Crimean War, which is also where the charge of the Light Brigade... Gotcha. So, vaguely on the right track there.
0: I did actually read that the stuff that they make it from now, which may be the same thing, is like kept in a in a vault and it has to it's like really really well protected and it's, yeah just Do you so reckon
1: anyone will ever receive a Victoria Cross for protecting the metal oh that gets made into victoria crosses
0: amazing that would be cool imagine that mm. You'd make a daytime movie out of that one, wouldn't you? <laughs> bloody. Yeah,
2: bloody, <laughs> bloody would. I bloody would. I'd watch that. <laughs> Get the popcorn ready. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what are you doing, a daytime movie? I don't know. Nah, you're doing the vacuuming, usually. You're vacuuming, you're like, just a little bit of something in the background. Yeah. Daytime movie. Yeah,
1: yeah just, just Elvis trying to act. <laughs> What's you're Elvis?
0: He's in Hawaii, life. or
2: he's in riding a motorcycle around a, a, inside a dome. You're in a Hawaiian island.
0: I've <laughs> been that really. Anyway. um. Uh, so, beginning with the uh, centennial of confederation in 1967, Canada, followed in 1975 by Australia and New Zealand, developed their own national honours system, separate and independent of the British uh, or imperial honours system. So, each as each country's system evolved, operational gallantry awards were developed. Um, so, the VC for Australia... We have our own sort of VC now, so it's
1: now called the Victoria Cross of Australia, or something VC like that. VC
0: for Australia and the Canadian VC and the VC for New Zealand. So, VC for Australia, VC for New Zealand, Canada VC. <laughs> Come on, Canada! Oh,
2: Canada VC. Some, some of them they like changing things around. Like, I always thought it was weird when, like, on the Mighty Ducks, it was Team USA. I am like, surely it's the USA team, Team USA.
0: No, that make, that sounds better.
2: Well, you grew up in a different generation, a different era. You know, you grew up post Mighty Ducks.
1: I grew up on the
2: tough streets pre Mighty Ducks.
1: You grew up in the Gold Rush. (laughs) Well,
2: that's pre Mighty Ducks. (laughs) I was there with Emilio Estevez, but while he was still like on his way up in the hockey world before he, well, I can't remember. Hit trouble, ended up having to drive a limousine for some reason and look after these troublesome kids on the ice. There's
1: no shame in driving a limo. They were
2: a ragtag band. There was no way they were going to ever play hockey at a high level, let alone be Team USA, the USA team. <laughs> no, you're right. The te- the USA team sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's like saying Australia. Child,
2: team. me was an idiot.
1: Australia team,
2: team yeah. Australia, the Australian team.
0: <laughs> I don't. Sportswoman of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go on? Yes. Thank you. Before the Crimean War, there was no official standardised system for recognizing uh, for recognition of gallantry within the British Armed Forces. There's a growing feeling among the public and, and the Royal Court that a new award was needed to recognise incidents of gallantry. I just like saying gallantry a lot too. Um, Queen Victoria had instructed the War Office to strike a new medal that would not recognise... Medal. <laughs> new medal that would not recognise birth or class. So previously you had to be like a certain rank to get any kind of awards but now she's like no if you just you know do something pretty badass you should get an award. Um, It was meant to be a simple decoration that would be highly prized and eagerly sought after by those in the military services. To maintain its simplicity Queen Victoria under the guidance of Prince Albert vetoed the suggestion that the award be called the Military Order of Victoria and instead suggested the name Victoria Cross. Um, the original warrant... <laughs> Which is
1: how she felt at <laughs> all the people trying to tell her what to call her reward.
0: Victoria Cross. <laughs> oh my God,
1: she's
2: angry. <laughs> we could call her Victoria Cross, Victoria
1: Happier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Hungry. <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs>
1: Victoria need nappy change. <laughs> Albert. <laughs>
0: The original warrant stated that the Victoria Cross would only be awarded to soldiers who have served in the presence of the enemy and had performed some s- uh, signal act of valor or devotion. The first ceremony was held on the 26th of June in 1857, at which Victoria, Queen Victoria, invested 62 of the 111 Crimean recipients in a ceremony in Hyde Park in London. Now, there's a sig- so
1: what, the other 50 did, didn't get a bit of time with the queen.
0: They didn't get any time oh. with the queen. Maybe some of them, as you had suggested. Oh, actually. word, did. But. Oh, dear. Others maybe had something on that day.
1: Right. Like their you'd, own funeral.
0: You'd probably go. To be honest, you'd probably go. Come meet the Queen. Mm, I've got soccer.
1: I've got to play Emilio Estevez in a game of hockey. Yeah. You yeah. know what he's would like. you? I oh, know. You, you
2: guys probably would go meet the Queen.
0: You wouldn't meet the Queen if you're given the opportunity?
2: I don't, well, Like, depending on what what was on that day.
0: You got nothing on that day. Absolutely nothing. If
2: I've got nothing on that day, am I feeling alright?
0: Yeah, you're feeling pretty good.
2: Feeling tip-top? Tip-top. Mm, why don't I don't have any plans?
0: Because cause all of your friends are meeting the fucking queen.
2: I'm, I'm, all my friends are there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably go along. You sheep.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't meet the queen? If
2: my friends are there.
0: All right, I'm there.
1: Yeah, I'm so there, buddy. Bow to her. I'd, I'd shake her hand. I'd, fuck out of I'd her, get a I selfie with a selfie stick. I never even owned one of those. I'd buy one for the Queen. I'd give her a love cat gun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate that so much. Um, this is kind of interesting. You said love wrong. There's a single company of jewelers, Hancock's of London, and they have been responsible for the production of every Victoria Cross awarded since its inception. That's cool. That's cool, right? That's cool. So they're shit at everything else, but they're Victoria Crosses.
2: Well, I mean, they're the only ones who've ever done it, so I guess.
1: But they've gone through some dry patches over the last, what, 60 years? They've made 17.
2: They're like, come on, show some bloody gallantry.
0: Come on. Come (laughs) on, you pigs. Be gallant. As the highest award for valour of the United Kingdom, the Victoria Cross is always the first award to be presented at a ceremony, even before knighthoods.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, do knights have to bow to someone with the Victoria Cross?
0: Yeah. Oh, I think so, yeah. It,
1: like, outranks nearly everything. It yeah, outranks
0: everything. Owing um to its status, the VC is always the first decoration worn in a row of medals, and it's the first set of post-nominal letters used to indicate any decoration. So let's say you're like a, you know, like a Matt Stewart VC... OAM, ma, 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 ma. VC's always you also first. Say you're
2: in an Order of Australia. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're no, you didn't put my BA in there though.
0: No, I did not put your BA in there because I figure your Victoria Cross and your Order of Australia probably go before your mm. Bachelor of mm. Arts.
2: Interesting take.
0: I'm saying VA goes first.
2: Yeah, you're saying that.
0: Oh my God.
2: You're playing by the Queen's <laughs> rules yet again. I'm
0: just pointing out something that's kind of interesting. That's, no, that I've...
2: was interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean it like that. No, it's fine. I, th- I was just having a little muck about. Yeah, but I didn't mean.
0: I mean,
1: Matt, do you not get it? You don't muck about with the VC. I'm starting muck about. to get it. You I'm don't sorry, muck about. I get
0: it now. Have a little respect.
2: No, I yeah, it's it's made out of a cannon. Yeah, obviously bow, you got to respect it.
1: Bow to my cross. Bow to it. I've got one. I'm one of the seventeen. <gasps> one of the four Aussies. What? Mm. Mm-hmm. what it's probably did, really offensive. I'm sorry. I think yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: Similar acts of extreme valour that do not take place in the face of the enemy are honoured with the George Cross. So if you're really brave, but there's no Nazis around, you can still get a George Cross.
1: George Cross. Which is
0: still pretty cool. So
1: that's why there's only been 17 awarded, because there's less and less Nazis around.
0: Yeah, there's less of them.
2: Was George, what, George is Victoria's son or something? He was a future king, right? You know right? I'm
0: not great with the... With the monarchs. There's so many of them. There's yeah. so many Georges and Richards. And I feel like
2: George was George Elizabeth's dad? Anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: No, that was maybe Albert.
1: Albert, but then he did change his king, name. He he, his his name. king
0: name was George, wasn't it?
1: Yes, his regnal name. Regnal, love it. All right,
2: sorry Jess, I've really thrown the brakes on this. Sweet anyway, progress you're making. Please George, do go on.
0: George Cross is really good. Still yeah. very good. Has equal, George Cross <laughs> equal precedence? But it's awarded second because the GC is newer. But it's still like, uh, uh, a uh, quite an honour. Um, there's widespread um, thought, uh, there's this belief that it's um, kind of the, the done thing, like you were kind of mentioning, Dave, that all ranks would salute a bearer of the Victoria Cross. There's no official requirement that appears in the official warrant for the VC um, or in any of the Queen's regulations and orders, but tradition does dictate that this occurs, and as such, the Chief of Staff will salute a private awarded a VC or GC. So anybody will salute of Victoria Cross. Uh, How fucking cool is that? That's That's very cool. cool. Um, The original royal warrant involved an expulsion clause that allowed for the recipient's name to be erased from the official register in certain wholly discreditable circumstances and his pension would be cancelled. Eight were forfeited between eighteen sixty one and nineteen o eight so they may have like committed crimes or something like that, but King George V felt very strongly that the decoration should never be forfeited and in a letter from his private secretary, lord stamfordham on the 26th, That's so good, good name uh, in July of nineteen twenty his views are expressed thusly <laughs> it doesn't say that on my paper, but I wanted to say thusly: the king feels so strongly that no matter the crime committed by anyone. On whom of the VC has been conferred, the decoration should not be forfeited, even were a VC to be sentenced to be hanged for murder, he should be allowed to wear his VC on the scaffold.: Wow he's saying doesn't matter what he's done post VC if he's been given that award and that honor, that's you know that's enough and,
1: should... and that's that's the queen's grandfather there talking right.
0: Now, three people have been awarded the VC and BAR. The BAR representing the second award of the Victoria Cross. Now, they are Noel Chavassi and Arthur Martin Leake, who are both doctors in the Royal Army Medical Corps for rescuing wounded under fire. And New Zealander Charles Upham, who was an infantryman for combat actions. He Upham, stuck it right up. On. Upham remains the only combatant soldier to have received a VC and a bar. So
1: is a bar just like with honours type thing? It's, like sort of, even it's a higher. second
0: VC. So instead of getting a second little medal, it's like, here's your VC. And is you is it a all for one well. event though? No, separate.
1: Oh, wow. So you are braved twice. Brave twice. Yeah, this isn't
2: two speeding tickets on the highway. No, just, That's what you're thinking. Yeah, sorry. I was.
0: And it's Charles Upham that was suggested by Stuart Alcock, and that is who I am going to be speaking uh, about in more detail today.
2: I'm, gl- I'm kind of glad, because that was... G- <laughs> I thought it was just going to be an hour of you going, all right, here are, <laughs> here are some, some, fun some facts more... About-
0: no, 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 but I just wanted to give some context as to what the award is. That's cool. I feel like a lot of people, particularly younger people, because as, like it hasn't happened as much you know, sort of mm. in the last 20 years, say.
1: Yeah, I always knew it was something that you have to greatly respect, but wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I had a feeling, I, f- I had it in my head as well, that maybe you had to die to get it. But it basically, you had well, to you put yourself to die, in, in the but a You lot have of to the... take the chance that you probably will die. And you...
1: Yeah, I just know that a lot of people are awarded it posthumously, especially yes. in the First and Second World War, when yep. people were right. dying a lot. Yep. And
0: what's interesting, I find, it's funny, love him or hate him, but Jeremy Clarkson has done a really, really good um, like documentary about the VC. Hate him. Um, and his father-in-law, I think, actually love has him. won a VC as well. <laughs> but... um. He
2: the yin and the yang.
0: The um the common thread seems to be that they they, you they're not the, they're not the type of guys who go yeah I did this what it like they they won't talk about it often you can't find a lot of detail about what they've done. But it's always something they've always put themselves in like they basically run into fire basically. Yeah, they're crazy, and Charles Upham is a fucking mad dog so. He was born in Central Christchurch on the twenty first of September in nineteen oh eight. Oh
2: he's a Kiwi. He's a
0: Kiwi. Oh sick. And the son of So he didn't
2: he didn't get the love gun.
0: He didn't get the love I gun. I
2: don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was sure know. that was a fact.
0: He was the son of John Upham, a lawyer, and his wife, Agatha Mary Coates. No one knows what Agatha did, but you know, it was nineteen oh eight, she probably didn't do anything. Um, other than have children and sit quietly. <laughs>
2: As Matt and I, uh, leave
1: that comment and (laughs) sit quietly.
0: (laughs) He attended Canterbury Agricultural College, which is now known as Lincoln University, and he earned a diploma in agriculture in 1930. He worked first as a sheep farmer, later as a manager, and then valuing farms for the New Zealand government. He worked
1: with sheep in New Zealand.
0: I know. Unheard of. Unbloody believable, mate. You wouldn't read about it.
2: You you guys know that apparently outside of Australia like around here the joke is New Zealand and sheep. <laughs> New Zealand and sheep, isn't it? <laughs> am I right? Them New Zealand and sheep people, am I right? But apparently like in England and America they're like they're like Australians and sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I was travelling and people were giving going, oh, you love the sheep, eh, down there? I'm like, No, that's New Zealand. You you got us all wrong.
0: New Zealand fuck sheep. No, <laughs> yeah,
2: not us, no. We're, we're not the ones that the dumb joke is about.
0: Yeah. Now, so you got a taste we, of the mess. Now, we
2: make that joke.
0: Do you still make that joke now? No,
2: I never made that joke. Now
0: that you see how much nah, it hurts? No, nah, I've never
2: made that joke. I love <laughs> no, New Zealand.
0: No, nah, don't don't bully me. Bully
1: them.
2: Yeah, bully them. I was like, you guys have got it all wrong.
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um... So, yeah, in uh, September of 1939, he enlisted at the age of 30 and he was soon promoted to temporary lance corporal, but initially declined a place in an officer cadet training unit. Um, in December, he was promoted to sergeant and a week later sailed for Egypt. In May of 1941, Upham was commanding a platoon in the battle for Malim Airfield during wow. the during the course of an advance of 3,000 yards his platoon was held up three times. Has
2: he just rocketed through the ranks no yes no
0: kind of yeah pretty quickly so September of 1939 he enlisted and then he uh, I think December of maybe the next year he was a sergeant
2: and then he's running a whole
1: bloody platoon
0: yeah um, and he's carrying, so while he's carrying a bag of grenades, which was his favorite weapon.
1: A bag of grenades. <laughs> bag of grenades. Everyone choose a weapon.
2: Shotgun bag of grenades.
0: <laughs> like.
2: What kind of bag are you picturing? I'm picturing like a nice velvety satchel.
0: Oh, I was thinking like a hessian sack. Hessian but you're oh, right. Sack, yeah. I definitely had a satchel. <laughs> velvety satchel is much better. Oh. But I'm also imagining when you said velvet, I'm imagining purple, which doesn't really yeah, go purple. with his outfit, but right. That's yeah, what you're yeah. thinking too, yeah? Yeah, purple, yeah. A Regal. Mm.
1: No, I'm imagining him in um, the grenades are inside a giant bag, like that's shaped like a grenade. Wow, yeah, that's over the shoulder, a backpack. So people know what to expect before they die.
2: Yes, that's good.
0: No, but then he like. He's... I just
2: really, I just like saying satchel. It's a fun word to say. It is a
0: fun word. But his bag looks like a grenade, so people are like well, they can't put grenades in there, that'd be too obvious. Yeah, so he's probably got machine guns in there, and people like grenades. are Like, oh, he's quite literal. <laughs> And I respect that. So they respect him before they die. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. That's why you get a VC. Um, So he's carrying a bag of grenades, and he first attacked a German machine gun nest, killing eight paratroopers, then destroyed another which had been set up in a house. Finally, he crawled to within 15 yards of an anti-aircraft gun before knocking it out. When the advance had been completed... <laughs> he took it on. He took it on. Uh, they did ten rounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
2: picturing him just jumping on guns like big, yeah. and just punching them. Yeah, <laughs> TKO. Punching uh, tanks in the uh, face.
0: Uh, take that, and a bit of that, and a little bit of this. When the advance had been completed, he helped carry a wounded man to safety in full view of the enemy and then ran half a mile under fire to save a company from being cut off. Like, they were... yeah.
1: Is this all in one day? All
0: in one day. This is crazy. Two Germans who tried to stop him were killed. You can imagine how. With grenades? grenades. With grenades. By by him? By him. The next day, up to the next day. He's got
2: got a a wounded body over one shoulder. With the other, he's dipping into the satchel. Just pulling (laughs) the pins out with his teeth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The German guy's like, I'll just stop you right there. (laughs) Oh! (laughs)
0: The next day, Upham was wounded in the shoulder by a mortar burst and hit in the foot by a bullet. Shot, you could say. Hit in the foot by the bullet. Undeterred, he continued fighting and with his arm in a sling, hobbled about in the open to draw enemy fire and enable their gun position to be spotted. So he's like he's like That's... using himself as bait so that they knew where the guns were so that they could then attack. That's wow. While, uh, with his... Unwounded arm, he propped his rifle in the fork of a tree and killed two approaching Germans as well. So he's just like... well. So he we
1: used the the tree to hold up the gun.
0: Yeah, because his other arm he was he was hurt in the shoulder. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um,
1: this I, I'm this is is
2: he maybe our baddest ass yet.
0: It keeps going during the retreat from Crete. Upham succumbed to dysentery and could not eat properly. The effect of this and his wounds made him look like a walking skeleton, which is what one of his uh, commanding officers noted down in a diary. It looked like a walking skeleton. Nevertheless, he found the strength to climb the side of a 600-foot ravine and use a Bren gun on a group of advancing Germans. At a range of 500 yards, he killed 22 out of 50.
2: Did you say a bread gun?
0: Bren. Oh, Bren. Love gun. A bread gun. It's just shooting baguettes at them. <laughs> wow. Also, but like, it's got different settings. Kill them on with it. carbs. What's your favourite type of bread? Oh, light rye. Baguettes.
2: You've nailed it at yeah, one. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, they're real good.
0: Get a bit of dip. Yeah. Some cheese.
2: A bit of maybe olive oil. Mm. Who's manning the olive oil gun? A Bit of ducka.
0: And sorry, did or you just duker? say light rye?
2: I love a light rye. I love a dark rye. Yin to my yang, my mm. man.
0: I like a light rye too. Let's rye
2: together. <laughs> rye or die. That's what he would yell with the, with the bread "Go,
0: Rye or die, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Rye and die.
0: I like a, um, like a, it's a bit of a treat. Just a, like a white roll, but nice and like crusty on the outside, but real soft, real soft on the inside. Yeah. And just like fill it full of just yummy things. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll go make you one right now. Oh, you've got it all wrong. Just Gummy yummy. bears. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezed in like a Ferrero Rocher. I don't know what. I'm just having a stab here. I've put in um... These
0: things are yummy. So, his <laughs> subsequent so he, so the range of 500 yards, he killed 22 out of 50 approaching Germans. His subsequent VC citation recorded that he had performed a series of remarkable exploits showing outstanding leadership, tactical skill, and utter indifference to danger. He
1: has he is not different to danger. <laughs> He's
0: even under the hottest fire Upham never wore a still helmet, explaining that he could never find one that fitted him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> too big or too small.
0: So he's not wearing a helmet this whole time, by the way. Wow, this guy's so fucking cool.
2: I want to make. I want someone to make. I was gonna take it on myself. I want someone to make an Avengers of these badasses.
0: You yeah. got Mad Aww. Jack
2: Churchill. You got Upham. You got the three Ronnies. Three
1: Monties, <laughs> three Monties, <laughs>
0: including Tex. Te- Remember Tex Banwell. Tex Banwell, so good. In 1941, uh, Upham was presented with his first Victoria Cross medal. When he was informed of the award, his response was, "It's meant for the men," meaning it's he like...
2: hates women. <laughs> I knew that. I knew there was going to be a, a CD undercurrent eventually. CD underbelly. There Upham. Is. Oh, that's really disappointing. <laughs> I was just really coming around to him.
0: Mm. Anyway, yeah, he, okay, uh, he meant that it was for them that he did that anyway. All right. Um, a quote from the citation when the award was presented. It goes, he showed superb coolness, Matt.
1: Real? They wrote superb coolness? Coolness. Imagine being presented with an award for superb coolness. Yeah,
2: I can't imagine. Fuck. I can't imagine. I just cannot. That's that's within my grasp.
0: Superb coolness, great skill and dash and complete disregard of danger. His conduct and leadership inspired his whole platoon to fight magnificently throughout and in fact was an inspiration
2: to the hit song. (laughs) Any
1: way you want it, that's That's the the way way you need it. it. Any way you want it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he would have loved that. That is Supreme Cool.
0: That is Supreme Cool. Is it Supreme Cool? superb cool nah superb cool you're
2: thinking of a kind of uh, Doritos (laughs)
0: superb cool head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe check out the new documentary Freaknik The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta Street Party And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding...
0: His second VC was earned on July 15 of 1942 when the New Zealanders were concluding a desperate defence of the Ruasat Ridge mm-hmm. in the First Battle of Alamein. Um, Upham ran f- forward through a position uh, swept by machine gun fire and lobbed grenades into a truck full of German soldiers. What? When it became urgently necessary to take information to advance u- units which had become separated, Upham took a jeep on which a captured German machine gun was mounted and drove it through <laughs> drove it through the enemy position. At one point, the vehicle became bogged down in sand, so Upham coolly ordered some nearby Italian soldiers to push it free. Hey, how are you? Though they were somewhat surprised to be given an order by one of the enemy. <laughs> Upham's expression left them in no doubt that he should be obeyed. You're fucking
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The
0: enemy pushed him out when he was bogged.
1: Whoa. They probably didn't even speak the same fucking language. No. He's, his He's gesturing was, was so language. good yeah. that they were like, we better do what he says. <laughs> <laughs> you push. You push. Me drive. Me kill Me. you.
0: <laughs> you later. <laughs> but now push. By now, Upham had been wounded, but not badly enough to prevent him leading an attack on the enemy's strong point. He was shot on the elbow, and his arm was broken. The New Zealanders were surrounded and outnumbered, but Upham carried on directing fire until he was wounded in the leg and could no longer walk. Legs, I should say, sorry. He was captured and taken as a POW, and he was sent to an Italian hospital where an Italian doctor recommended his wounded arm be amputated. Um, they didn 't really have uh, they had fairly scarce supplies, um, and they were worried that um, they they weren 't really able to prevent or treat gangrene, so it was better to just, it just lop it off just lop it off. he refused up and refused
1: that 's my grenade arm
0: in no small part because the operation would have, would uh, have to be carried out without anesthetic, and he had witnessed other patients dying in agony under surgery, so he 's like, not doing that thanks yeah. no anesthetic for surgery, interesting. Um, He remained in the hospital to recuperate, but attempted to escape numerous times before being branded dangerous by the Germans.
2: Wait, wait. So he's in a a prison of of war camp? Yep. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. They still go to their hospitals and go, yeah, we'll just lop your arm off. Like, I'm not trusting the Nazi doctors either. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. That is weird. I never thought about that. Yeah. You get captured and you're like, all right, you're off to the Nazi
0: hospital. Ugh. I'm not going to get the best treatment. Am I trusting that they're yeah. going to be giving me the best? One attempt to escape occurred when a group of POWs were being transported in open trucks through Italy. Upham jumped from the truck at a bend and managed to get about 370 metres away before he was recaptured. He'd broken an ankle in jumping from the moving truck oh, no. and ran 370 metres on it.
1: And When they recaptured him, he said, no, you drive me home, and they did.
0: <laughs> Another attempt occurred when he was being moved between prison camps on a civilian train while guarded by two Germans. Upham was only allowed to visit the toilet when the train was travelling at high speed to prevent him from jumping through a window. Nevertheless, (laughs) Upham pried open the toilet window and jumped out onto the tracks, knocking himself unconscious.
1: (laughs) Oh no, when it was going quick.
0: Yeah, it's going really fast. On a third occasion, he tried to escape a camp by climbing its fences in broad daylight. He became entangled in he became entangled in barbed wire when, oh. when he fell down between the two fences. When a prison guard pointed a pistol at his head and threatened to shoot, Upham calmly ignored him and lit a cigarette. What this scene was photographed by the Germans as evidence and later reprinted in his biography, which is called Mark of oh, Line. I was gonna say
1: that's one of those things he just say, but then he's got a fucking photo, a photo of, of it. it.
0: After this incident, Upham was considered extremely dangerous and was placed in solitary confinement. He
1: was also considered extremely cool.
0: So cool. Superb cool. Oh,
1: superb. Supreme cool.
0: So he's in solitary confinement now, so he's only allowed to exercise alone while accompanied by two armed guards. So not really alone, is he? So he's
1: got two spotters. <laughs> he's got two spotters. Guys, right, so I'm just going to go for the uh, the high bars here. So if I fall, if one of you could catch me, that'd be great. Thanks. You got it up. All right. And if the, if the other one could just shout encouragement, that'd be really good.
0: That'd be really helpful because I, I bloody need it. Mm,
1: I don't have any up, upper body strength. Or
2: bones that are well, yeah. attached. Because he, he sounded he looked like a skeleton before. Yeah, he's he looked like a... guy. His skeleton sounds fucked. He wouldn't have a, a bone that's complete in his body. Or broken. It.
0: Um so yeah he's he's
2: <laughs> i don't, yeah, it was just funny how you like, yeah, they were broken, <laughs>
0: we get it, bones, yeah, bro- I mentioned it several times that he broke yeah, bones.
2: And, I, and I went back and and said it a couple of times, yeah, skeleton,
0: <laughs> so he's uh he's in solitary confinement, and he's got two armed guards with him at all time, um. Despite these precautions, Upham bolted from his little courtyard, straight through the German barracks and out through the front gate of the camp. <laughs> the guard in the machine gun tower later told other prisoners that he refrained from shooting up him out of sheer respect. Wow. And that as he could see the guard the German sh- soldiers coming up the road, uh, and he, he was thought, well they'll, they'll get him. <laughs> So he let him get out. And he's like, well, there's German soldiers right there. They'll, they'll catch him. That's She'll be right. Weird. It's very weird. So he was soon recaptured, obviously, by those German soldiers. And he was sent to the infamous Kolditz Castle. Oh, that's, that's the castle. Yeah. Mm. On the 14th of October, 1944.
2: Whereabouts are we, Dave? Or Jess, probably. But you'd heard of that castle. I don't even yeah, know it's what like, country a,
1: like a famous German... Prisoner of War camp. Up, it. like, it's like up on a mountain type thing.
2: In Germany or
1: somewhere in Europe? Oh, I think, uh. I think it's in Germany, yeah.
0: I think so. When, when Colitz Castle was captured by American forces, most of the inmates made their own way home immediately. Upham joined an American unit, was armed and equipped, and wanted to fight the Germans.
2: So he's obviously had some healing. His arms come good?
0: Yeah. It's, well, yeah. It's, I think he's been in there for a while. Wow. And his skeleton, Just, which is made up of bones. Yeah. The skeletal system. The s- <laughs> it somehow healed itself. That's wild.
2: This guy's great. I reckon VC mm-hmm. actually stands for very cool.
0: That's offensive to VC winners. Only in this case. <laughs> okay. Arphan was keen to see action again, but was instead sent to Britain, where he was reunited with Molly McTamney. Tell was... you what,
2: what's the opposite of Action.
0: Action. Britain in the oh, 1940s, yeah. am I
2: right? What a drab, dreary town. Not like now. London is a real centre point in the world of culture and good times.
0: My parents are in London right now. What? I miss them so much. I'm really worried about them.
2: They're
1: having a <laughs> really? ball.
0: No, I'm just... I'm like a, It's a big flight over and I was a bit worried about them. They haven't done a big flight like that before. I was genuinely quite worried. Oh, they've never been to Europe? Never been to Europe.
1: Oh, they're gonna have the best time they of their the best lives. So they're,
0: best. they're having a great time, but I'm—I worry about them.
1: Let's go to Europe.
0: All right. Yes. <laughs> Let's
1: get a cold. It's castle.
0: Okay. Yeah, that'd yes. be great. I'll
1: genuinely be keen. Anyway. Oh, we could do a live pod from a castle.
0: No, I don't want to do it from there. No. Oh. Yeah, that
2: would not be. If it—if it's a real bad.
1: has got. There's a really cool story where a bunch of prisoners broke out of there with this elaborate escape plan, which would be a sick episode. Put it in the hat. <laughs>
0: Can we put stuff in the hat? Nah. No. Oh, somebody put it in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Please. Anyway, so he goes to Britain. He's reunited with Molly, who was serving as a nurse, and they were married in New Milton, in Hampshire, on the 20th of June, 1945. And he returned to New Zealand in early September, and she followed him in December. Ah. So now he's, he's finished with his, his war Just stuff. Just in time for Christmas. Perfect. For his actions um, uh, that I described earlier, he was awarded a bar to his VC. His citation noted that his complete indifference to danger and his personal bravery have become a byword in the whole of the New Zealand Expenditory Force.
2: Awarded a bar. That is a real high honour. Does he have to run it? Or is it like, you know, does management come in and, and he just gets to, like, drink there and hang out or whatever or... It's more one of those. It's like a setup. It's just he, because I mean, it's a burden in a lot of ways. If it's like a rundown establishment, you know it's what I mean. Fi- it's a fixer upper. If it's a fixer upper, I mean, is that really an honor? You know yeah. what I mean.
0: Remember a few weeks ago where you kept smelling my drink bottle to see if I'd been drinking? Yeah, Matt, have you been drinking?
2: We, he, he... funnily enough, yes, but. <laughs> See,
1: no, the, not that much. The difference is that it was a surprise with you, Jess. <laughs> I've had like I had two beers. Matt Matt's a given. I had one beer actually.
0: Which and is it? One or two? Oh,
1: that means three.
0: <laughs> he's got a problem. Anyway, is he's a little fun fact, so he's got he's getting his second uh his second VC, right? So King George What's VI6? Yes. 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 It's King actually
2: George. V. And it's short for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just—that's never worked before ever. I just shook my head at him, and he shut up. Just we doing a lot say? of blocking today. What were you gonna say? I felt like v- I haven't F- had a
2: lot of support here. I've gone. I've tried to. Maddie? I've tried Maddie? to tra- chase down a few.
0: Maddie. I'm just
2: trying to. Yeah. What is? Be, I'm what's trying your to have some fun. No, no. Look. V- to be honest. King George V. What is no, it? No, it's
1: fine. I just realised we've got it the wrong way around. It's King George the sixth. He chose the name George. Albert was his name.
0: That's what I said before.
1: No, we said the other way around, I think. No, I said
0: his name was Albert, and then his regnal name was George. Great. We said that right. <laughs> Thanks for interrupting Matt, right as he was about to make progress. Matt? No, King George v, No, no I, get, I get
2: it. You don't, you don't want to see me have fun on the show. You want to be the only one who has a good time. No, you you and Dave have a fun riff, and I'll sit here and watch.
1: Um, well, it's been like that for 98 other episodes. Why, Why change now? 98, you wish, mate. Oh, yeah,
0: fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So King George V, insert joke here, (laughs) had invested up and with his first Victoria Cross at Buckingham Palace back in 1945. Um, When the recommendation was made for the second VC, the King remarked to Major General Howard Kippenberger that a bar to the cross would be very unusual indeed. And firmly said, Does he deserve it? And Kippenberger replied, In my respectful opinion, sir, Up and won the VC several times over. He's won heaps. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. He's got a
2: little satchel full.
0: Just he's full of satchels.
1: He's got a, he's got one satchel with grenades, one Victoria Crosses. You do not want to mix them up. Sir <laughs> so you are wearing a hand grenade. <laughs> and I bow to thee.
2: See that support that Jess just gave Dave on that little riff? Must be nice, Dave. Must be real
1: nice. It really is. It really is. I've got a satchel full of support over here. Thank you, Jess.
0: Friendship. Now, back in New Zealand, Upham resisted invitations to take up politics. In appreciation for his hero- heroism, a sum of £10,000 was raised to buy him a farm. He appreciated the tribute but declined the money which was used to endow the Charles Upham Scholarship Fund to send sons of ex-servicemen to university. Oh,
1: he's a good guy, too. He's
0: such a good dude. But
1: why would he need
2: a farm? He's already got this bar he's got to fix mm. up. You know? Yeah. How many you burdens do you need? Oh, are you are going to give me a fixer-up a farm as well? It probably would be, let's be honest. Yeah. £10,000. Come on, what are you buying? But bet it was just like a lavender farm or something. And at the time, lavender had a very low value.
0: What I about assume.
2: now? Oh, now it's through the roof. Made it would have been great. You know, if you were thinking ahead, which he obviously wasn't, it would have been a great investment. But you know, very cool on the on the sporting field of war, but um, once he got home to the sporting field of Life. civility and arity, he you know dropped the ball, you know, sporting wise, metaphorically speaking, of course.
0: Do you see why we don't let you riff?
2: Well, so it's it's di- it's a different. That's a different. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, the support was there. You know, riffs riffs live or die because of the bouncingness. <laughs> and um, well, it's hard to when bounce you,
0: when you don't shut the fuck up. When
2: you um, you just silently shake your head at me. Um, <laughs> what I call the opposite of support. Um, not a very up 'em kind of value. Um, yeah, leave me out there hanging. Okay, and, uh, you
0: please, say do go on. Do go on. Thank you. <clears throat> Fiercely determined to avoid all publicity, Upham at first refused to return to Britain for a victory parade in 1946 and only gave in at the request of the New Zealand <laughs> Prime Minister. <laughs> he has to be like, the Prime Minister's like, Charlie. C- mate, come mate, on. come on. Come on, mate. Come all right. on.
1: PM, I'll, I'll It'll do it will be for fun.
0: You. Oh, that's, they say fun the same as us. <laughs> I was trying to make fun of their accent, but they just sound the same with that one. Fen. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's about right. Um, also in 1946, up and bought a farm of his own. Didn't need your, your donations. Oh, I didn't need a
1: hand-me-down farm.
0: Bought a farm at Ruffer Downs, some 100 miles north of Christchurch. Uh, and he worked, uh, so there's sort of a similar area to where he had worked before the war. And there he finally found the anonymity that he desired. Although somewhat hampered by his injuries, he became a successful farmer and served on the Board of Governors of Christ's College for nearly 20 years. He and Molly had three daughters and lived on their farm until January of 94, when Upham's poor health forced him to retire to Christchurch. He died in Canterbury on the 22nd of November in 94, surrounded by his wife and daughters. The year
1: he retired, he died. <laughs> that is, how old was he?
0: Good question. Uh, well, he was born in... Uh, oh God, I don't even know. He was born in 1908 and died in 1994, and he retired
1: at 86. Yep, that isn't Matt. This is what an incredible guy. After all this, and also he'd be—he's broken every bone in his body. He's been shot a million times. Yep, it really hurt. Do you
0: reckon Dave's hot take on getting Uh, shot? No,
1: but I mean, like forever. Your your body would never be good, and you're a farmer till you're 86, and then you. Do you reckon
0: getting shot would hurt, Matt?
2: I reckon, yeah. I reckon I would. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had it happen to me. Can yeah. we try? Yeah, kill me.
0: No, I didn't say kill you. No,
2: if you if you're dead, you don't, you won't be able to tell us how just much it hurts. shoot you in the shoulder. I'll let you know as I go as I go out.
0: Okay. How would you do that?
2: I'm just like, ah, yeah, no, nah, that hurts. Give us another one, and then and then uh, all this pain would be over.
0: Oh God, I'm so sorry.
2: The pain of the the wound in my shoulder.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, his funeral. Uh, was in the Christchurch Cathedral and was conducted with full military honours. The streets of Christchurch were lined by over 5,000 people. Upham is buried in the graveyard of St. Paul's Church and his death was also marked by memorial service in 1995 in London, um, attended by representatives of the royal family, senior New Zealand government and political figures, senior members of the British and New Zealand armed forces, the commander of the Allied forces in Crete and the 7th Governor-General of New Zealand, as well as representatives... Of veterans' organisations and other VC and George Cross holders, so
1: wow. So people were like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta pull out all the stops for this guy." Yeah,
0: it was a pretty big deal. So that is basically my story about Charles Upham, two-time VC winner. That is, What
1: an incredible life.
0: Pretty cool, huh? But also, like, I saw, um, I found on YouTube. Remember this show? This is Your Life. Yeah. God, that was a good Mike show. Mike Monroe. But it wasn't Mike Monroe because it was a New guy Zealand Smiley. version. Smiley. New Zealand version,
2: um,
0: probably not. Guys, Mark. Mick. I'm trying to think. Russell Crowe. Um, but uh, I saw they did they did one for Charles Upham and he was like, oh, he was on it. Yeah, he, he, he was. agreed to be. Yeah, honest? yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they don't really give you a choice to that because I don't think he would agree. To <laughs> do they it. ambushed him on they the do. on the farm. They do.
1: Hey Upham! Oh
0: fuck! Not on the it's farm. Mike Monroe. But they ambushed him and they took him in and he just like and he
1: pulled out a bag of hand grenades and started throwing.
0: It's actually terrible television. Oh, is it? Because it, he's so he's into it. modest and he's not into it. He doesn't want to talk about himself. That's and interesting. Because that. so he, he would have had like to have s-
2: signed off on it to let them yeah, of course. put it there. But he would have been like, oh, you've made such a fuss. I don't want to ruin everyone's time.
0: But he's just kind of like looking down a lot and like he's listening, but he's it's not really engaged or that much. It's like it's hard to watch, but it's just because of the nature of that person. So wait,
2: when did he die? 94. 94. So this is... In the early
0: 90s, uh, I reckon even late 80s, possibly, yeah. Yeah, right. It was a long time ago, but yeah, very cool. But you often get that as well um, with all, with all of them. They tend to just be quite humble, and and I remember one of them quite recently. I wish I remembered which one it was. It was an Australian guy, but like didn't tell his wife or something that he that he was being awarded the VC. Didn't tell. I like, didn't want to make a fuss. Well, <laughs> pretty cool. Do you want to hear just something real quick, like a little fun fact as well? I
1: would love to. Matt doesn't get to say.
0: Did just, you know just go with
1: my, me.
0: that there's a Victoria Cross equivalent for animals?
1: I did not know.
0: It's called the Dickon Medal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's to honour the work of animals in World War II. That's when it started. It's a bronze medallion. It says the words for gallantry on it. And we also serve, <laughs> and it's mostly. I've got a list here of uh, of recipients of the second medal. Most of them. What animal do you think they are?
1: Dogs, donkeys, horses.
0: Dogs are quite. Dogs are up there, especially sort of later or more recently. Camels. A few horses. Giant tortoises. Mostly in the Mice. early days. Parrots. Pigeons.
1: Pigeons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Carrier. C- the first, pigeon. one, first one. Carrier was a,
0: pigeon. a pigeon called. White Vision, December of 1943, delivered a message that led to the rescue of a ditched aircrew in October of 1943. She flew nine hours in bad visibility.
1: <laughs> that is incredible. So, that yeah, is that amazing. Got
0: a medal. That's so great. Uh,
1: That's so good.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was a real. Do
1: you think trip. all the other pigeons have to bow to it now?
0: Yeah. Oh, Assuming it's
1: still going. They
0: know the rules. <laughs>
1: That's
2: a nine-hour flight. That is pretty great. It's pretty great. I mean, it is. It's
0: Does the bird know it's getting an yeah. award, though?
2: Does the bird know it's done anything good? <laughs> the bird's light
0: like, vision.
1: The bird's I'd prefer just a bit of light rye, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be much nicer. Get the, pull out the bread gun. Get the bread gun. Get though. the bread gun. Oh, here we go.
2: Here we go. Fire up
0: the bread <laughs> gun. Anyway, that's my report. Thank you. Matt, I just want to extend a very I give sincere... You a, yeah. I'm, are you serious? I was
2: going to give you a a medal a for for valor. Uh, I yeah.
0: was about to offer a very sincere apology for shutting you down, and as I went to do that, you interrupted me.
2: I feel, is that is that karma? Is that the karma bus?
0: Will these two ever get along?
2: I was uh, no, I was going to say uh, I give you a reporter a a. Uh, bronze dickens award for being a real dog
1: <laughs> you're the best dog here
2: no the report you dildo not the fucking jest.
1: did i just get a dildo <laughs> medal
2: <laughs> giving you a brass dildo dave oh great best sidekick
1: we'll make everyone bow down to it yeah <laughs> to the dildo yeah Are you carry it around you can only you? go up <laughs> forever up up. Uh, well, thank you so much to our uh, Golden Hat suggestion there.
0: Yep, Stuart Alcock, thank you very much. Stuart
1: Alcock, so good. Is Stuart a New Zealander,
0: do we think? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Do Maybe. To have such a cool New Zealand hero. Man, thank you so much, Stuart. A cracking topic that, if it hadn't gone to the Golden Hat, perhaps never would have made it onto the show. So I'd never go. heard of,
2: stick it right up him. Me either, not,
0: but I like him. What a champ. Yeah. He probably is the baddest
1: of the bad ass. He does
2: sound like the baddest ass. No doubt, he's mm. got the worst ass of the lot.
1: Oh, so bad!
0: His ass is awful. It's all over the shop. Ugh.
1: Oh, it just goes up.
0: But you mm. know, it's up him, up him, <laughs> <laughs> right up him. Took me a second to get
1: it. If you would like to support the show via Patreon, like our good friend Stuart Alcock has done via the Golden Hat, you can hit up patreoncom pod. I'm gonna release a uh, our bonus monthly episode very very soon. If you want to get on that bandwagon, we'd also like to thank, along with Stuart, a couple of other people that support the show through Patreon.
0: Yes. May I kick it off?
1: Oh, Jess, please do.
0: Well, I'd like to thank um, a couple of people. The first one is actually someone that we know because we've met this person at, um, firstly, a planet broadcasting. <sighs> Are Wash. you about to thank Matt? We you have met Matt. You
2: unfortunately. Think, you're thanking Phil Kidd again? I'm not he seems to him. be getting thanked every time. I really love Phil He <laughs> just loves Phil Kidd. I
0: love Phil Kidd.
2: He's, he's 7 the, to the 100th. He's got a million dollar smile, Phil Kit.
0: Phil Kitt. Sorry for saying your name so many times, Phil Kit. but also not because it's a cool name. But the other person that we would like to thank who we met at the same time we met Phil Kit, <sighs> and who also came to a um, couple of our live shows at the Comedy Festival, very, very lovely friend of ours from here in Melbourne, Wow. Soph Waldron.
1: Oh, oh. Soph. What a legend. Thank right. you, Soph. I wonder if Soph has bought a ticket to our 100th episode. She'll feel guilty now if she hasn't. <laughs> but thank you, Soph. We
2: appreciate I, I think support. we should award uh, each of these listeners. A, what what award would you give Soph, Jess?
0: Oh, okay. A military award. A...
2: Uh, that might be, I don't know if that, that might be a little uh, offensive. How
1: about a Daytime Emmy? <laughs>
2: daytime <gasps> Emmy, great.
0: Yes. I don't
2: know if she quite deserves a military award. I don't know. Maybe she does.
0: No, I was wondering like what your criteria was. What yeah. type of award? Yeah. I reckon, yeah, Daytime I re- Emmy, good one. Yeah, that yes. is good. absolutely. Um, yeah Time kind of,
2: Emmy, is, that is a very funny-sounding award. <laughs> it
1: does sound funny. It's real.
0: <laughs> the other person that I would like to thank as well, while, while we're here, if you don't mind. Oh, don't mind. Um, this time, not as local as Soph in Melbourne. This all the way from Virginia.
1: <gasps> Which is where the Mothman prophecies occurred. That was West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Damn it. You
0: idiot. I'd lo- really like to thank.
1: The Mothman. The
0: Mothman himself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. The prophecies come true. Get off the bridge. He's trying to warn us. If anyone is listening to this going over the bridge. Can you stop spoiling? I haven't listened yet. I'm trying to save a life. I
0: don't care. You're ruining a story. (laughs) No, I'd like to thank the Mothman himself, Brad Smith. (gasps) Brad Smith's the Mothman. Brad Smith. Brad Smith, you naughty Mothman, you.
2: Brad Smith, great name. I think that's like Brad... a rock solid name. I love a rock solid name like Brad Smith. Brad, Smith. he sounds like he could have been a cowboy. Probably. And what award do you give?
0: Oh, I'm not good at awards. What don't... about the uh,
1: the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film? <laughs> Brad from from Virginia.
0: That's foreign to us. Foreign to us. Right, <laughs> okay, great. that'll do. Could I thank a couple? Yeah, I'm going to try okay. and think
2: of some awards. <laughs> great, I'd love to thank. Oh, and I know, I know both of these people.
0: That's exciting.
2: Uh Dan Barley, who I met at our Sydney live show. It's a bloody gentleman. We with... all met Dan. He's uh, he had uh, he had maybe the most um uh, schwelt uh, guns that I'd ever seen. He was he was it was a gun show, and, and uh, a tattoo show, and a tattoo show. He was. It was a. It was a double feature, and uh <laughs> tell you what, I I I could not take my eyes off those guns. I did. I mean, I probably glanced at him briefly. It would have been weird Maybe conversation otherwise. You're
1: transfixed.
2: Real nice guy. I liked him a lot. What Thanks, award Dan. would you give him, Jess?
0: I would give Dan. I just googled uh, obscure <laughs> awards, and I would give Dan the Stellar Award for the dumbest lawsuit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Dan Barley. Dan knows what he did. He yeah.
2: works in uh advertising, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. We so, so obviously it makes good, that
2: makes quite a bit of sense. <laughs> uh, and also I'd love to thank Pete Curry, my boss. He uh, runs the Quizmaster's Trivia. Uh <laughs> Are you laughing at Are, you laughing, are you laughing at the idea of trivia? Pete Carrie. The like, idea that I've
1: got a boss? No,
0: not at all. I'm just I'm trying to find other awards, and these are all terrible awards that I cannot give to nice people like Pete.
1: Well, Pete Curry, who I am also a big, big fan of. Hello Pete. Um there's also there's always a fifty fifty question in the Quizmasters quiz that Pete runs, which is real award or fake award. Ah, <gasps> oh, there is
2: too. Yeah. It's one of the is it the last? Yeah, the last question is this a real award?
1: Well, sometimes they throw in like little funny ones like the the Peter Curry Award for best home renovation. Great. That is a very funny one. Well maybe (laughs) (laughs) all the hosts go (laughs) That's my boss.
0: Well maybe um maybe Pete would have heard of the Ernie Awards for the most sexist comment. (laughs) Oh no.
2: (laughs) That one goes to bloody Charlie Upham. (laughs) (laughs) This one's for the men. the (laughs) men. Child, I have not no. I'm not taken any bullets for any of the women, <laughs>
0: I'll tell you that much.
1: What's the award for sexiest comment? Because that's much better.
0: The Bert Awards. Oh, yeah. The sexist were <laughs> Ernie. Do you get it? Bert and Ernie. I do. Do you get it?
2: I get it. I love it.
0: Matt, do you get my joke? I do.
2: I get it so much, and I want to dedicate that joke of Jess's just then to Pete Curry <laughs> and Dan Barley, because I think you guys deserve that joke more than anyone.
1: To Pete and Dan.
0: Bert and Ernie. Our <laughs> l- Bert
2: and Ernie.
0: I
1: would like to thank a couple of people too now, if I may. Ugh,
2: Pete's right. also got Svelte guns, by the way.
1: Oh, I can't get my eyes off him.
0: Svelte but guns.
1: I've never seen this man's guns, but I reckon he's got a gun collection.
0: Oh. He's got guns. He sounds in- like he's got money.
1: He's got guns in his legs.
0: <laughs> guns in his legs? Wow. Yeah. What?
1: Uh, probably the recipient of the Usain Bolt... Award for best leg guns.
0: Oh, you're slipping, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a Grammy. Yay! For best urban album.
0: Yeah, he saved it.
1: It's Tom Price from the urban capital of the UK, Shropshire. 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 How <laughs>
2: wonderful!
0: <laughs> I love
1: Shropshire so much. I love you. I love you so much. That's my new voice. I'm trying that out, Tom. What do you think?
2: The only way he could do it is doing this weird rat face.
0: <laughs> His face is fucked. I love it so much, though. Well,
1: maybe I'll do a little video about it, it. It looks like that
2: dog. You know that that dog that always wins ugliest dog in the world. Yeah. Oh
0: come on. You know that meme that was like Stephen with a V. <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's what he looks
1: like. Stephen with a V. I don't, I don't know that meme, but I'm a fucking offended. <laughs>
0: I just want to do my little voice. <laughs> The I just want to do my voice. I'm going to find it now. No, Stephen with a P-H. And it was like, Stephen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh,
1: at least say the H correctly, please. H. H. Thank you. Oh, that felt good to get it back a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Tom Price, that was for you, that little outburst. And I'd also like to thank... We are ending in our favourite state of all. <sighs> from Canton, Ohio...
2: We gotta, we gotta do a split screen photo of that. <laughs> that is, ex- that's the photo I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have
2: you seen it yet, Dave? Why are not you laughing along? Uh, I guess you haven't seen it yet, but that is what that's what you look
1: like. Haven't I? Haven't looked in the mirror? I don't know what my face looks like when I do my little voice. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen. (laughs) <laughs> ah, very very good.
2: <laughs> that, is the, that is the dog that you look like. <laughs> you look like that dog from the internet when you do the face. It is very, very good.
0: Uh, oh, that was great.
1: Sorry. I would like to thank all the way from Canton, Ohio.
0: Ohio. Just outside
1: of Akron, Ohio. <laughs> Mr. We,
2: we say Akron wrong. I th- remember? Oh, what, sorry. A- Akron. Akron. A- 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 no,
0: that's <laughs> not... That's very right. much worse. Let's just say... Let's stick A-Kron. with Can-
1: Canton, Ohio. Scott Wilkinson. Oh, Scott Wilkinson. Wilkinson. He's a Wilkinson. big Ohio guy. If I'm
2: thinking of the right guy, he's got a big, an Ohio mascot. Big tweeter? Big tweeter.
0: Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Thanks,
2: Scott. You're a gun. Wow, it's all guns today. Sorry for... In-
0: interrupting your thank there with just losing it over that meme. but <laughs> That's well, okay. my little boy. Steven. That's great. We're taking a photo of that for sure. I will not allow it. <laughs> will not allow it. <laughs> oh, shoot. That was the best.
1: Now, if you two would like to support the show that supports you, if you're Matt, Jess or Dave, uh, head over to patreon.com slash do one part. <laughs> And uh, you can get bonus episodes, shout-outs, and uh, you get to vote for my topic. I just did the poll today for Mm -hmm. what will be our 100th episode. Oh,
0: that's exciting. Wait, so you're doing the report so Matt and I don't have to do anything? Yeah. Fuck yeah!
1: So good, So good, I love that. Jess, you just have to sell the t-shirts.
0: Okay, done, I can do that. I worked in
1: retail for a long time. Come on down. If you have a ticket, please do come to the European Beer Cafe this Saturday at 5 o'clock. It's going to be a gay old time. It's
0: going to be bloody ripper.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do goon, kids.
0: Holy shit, that was, that was so fun.
1: All right, guys. Well, for everyone coming to our live show, we'll see you there. And for everyone at home, the next time you hear us, it will be our 100th episode.
0: Woo!
1: I've put three sweet... <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> i put three sweet topics in the hat. Either what, You can't go wrong with this one. Cannot go wrong. Awesome.
0: Honestly. Cannot wait.
1: You
2: normally put in a dud or two
1: not this time two two duds (laughs) (laughs) two duds and one good one and I hope they pick right they always pick right they always pick good alright guys we'll be back uh, next week but until then I will say thank you and goodbye later bye